Episode 54 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting-Balls or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us now on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, what makes a yo-yo club? John and Jeffrey examine the DNA of what makes certain clubs keep coming up and going down and coming up and going down. John, what's happening, brother? Ah, listen, (laughs) I know this world is killing you. Ah, listen, (laughs) his aim is true. Wow. Alison fucking Becker, man. I okay, have... that that was an amazing finish. I will grant that was an absolute stunner. I thought you guys were toast for for Europe after this. I, you were not the only one. I. It's the first time in one hundred and twenty nine years, I think it is, that a Liverpool goalkeeper playing in goal has scored a goal. It's it's like it's a first goal. Of Allison's career. It's the first time in Premier League history a goalkeeper has scored a winning goal. A go ahead, a, a go ahead goal at that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, I have never seen anything like it. There is a hole in my ceiling here, and my ceiling is quite high, I tell you. Oh boy. What, what did you uh, throw? What did you throw? Uh, my head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of amazing. Um, you know, what else was kind of amazing. How many you know, pe- how many people are way into VAR now after it took away the goal for Chelsea yesterday in the FA Cup final? <laughs> Leicester, the- Ci- Leicester City are your FA Cup twenty twenty one winners. Um, and that was um, you know. Um, I've got to admit, I've been one of those who's been down on the cup final all over recent years because it's one of these finals. It's almost been devalued. It's been shifted from its traditional slot. It's not now the like the final game of the season. Yeah. It just, it's just the the buildup isn't there anymore. Well, la- last year, now wait a minute. Now last year in the pandemic year, it was the last game. Yes, that that was the first time for oh, how long? A, a few years now. Yeah. Good, yeah. Um, and 
just but that to have a club like Leicester winning that um you know they hadn't won the FA Cup before you know it's here you go you've got the clubs to win all the major English trophies this season United City Chelsea Liverpool and now Leicester and that's it you want a Super League baby Leicester ain't going away are they well, well, we'll talk some Super League here in a second. Um, it, it is kind of amazing when you put it in retrospect, though, that Leicester won the league before they won the FA Cup because usually a, a team will win the FA Cup as a springboard to winning the league, and we've seen that be and we've seen that a, a few times. You Absolutely, know. Yeah. yeah. Usually, it, well, it, it's like I suppose it's Liverpool doing it the wrong way around, isn't it? We won the Champions League and then the league the year after, right? So does okay. So I mean, number one, it seems like uh, Brendan Rodgers is safe at Leicester. Oh, definitely. You know, that's you know, Leicester have wanted that trope, the FA Cup, because they they got there a couple of times in the sixties and lost, and they you know they felt they were robbed back then. Um, and that this yesterday, I I thought they were superb um, tactically. You know, Timo Werner, he looks to be absolutely played in the wrong position at Chelsea. He is not a player who goes down the middle. Timo like they... Werner, has, since moving to Chelsea, has fallen off a fucking cliff. Yeah, he's still their top scorer as well, but that's just 12 goals. I, I don't <laughs> see how, because... I don't see how, because he was scoring much more than that at Leipzig on the yeah. on the regular. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, Chelsea are trying to play him as, as sort of a main forward down the middle, and that it's not his game. It really isn't. The one thing that so, amazed me yesterday watching the FA Cup final, because we had the ESPN feed, so we had John Champion, who I insist maybe shouldn't have been calling the game because he is a declared Chelsea fan, and hmm. um, and Taylor Twellman were calling the game. And I, and I was really surprised that Taylor Twellman didn't, like, you know, perseverate on the fact that Christian Pulisic was playing because, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Pulisic last year he had a fantastic he had a fantastic final before um, obviously the injury took him out. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, and that you know worked in Arsenal's favor clearly. Absolutely, <laughs> which you weren't objecting to. <laughs> no, hell no. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, he if he's wearing the USA shirt, great. If he's going against the Arsenal, yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, the Chelsea just didn't look as if they had enough ideas going around. Even that goal that was disallowed, it, it was a complete fluke because it, it was just ping it along the floor and hope something happens. And obviously, something did happen, but... It was God. offside. I mean, yeah. okay, so we, we discussed Clear this off. again. But yeah, it's amazing how many people are now suddenly in favor of VAR because it, <laughs> because it screwed Chelsea, which, you know, oh, whatever. It, but, you know, at the same it, time, I mean, offside is offside. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter word. if if it's by inches or millimeters. And, and I'm hearing, you know, somebody saying, you know, it was somebody on Talkshite saying, like, well, we we don't want the game to become a game of inches. I'm, I'm thinking, but isn't that what they describe the NFL as? <laughs> it's a game <laughs> of inches. It's it's essentially the way they've been refing that all season. So it's absolutely the right call. You, you and you know, the best thing is. It's the guy who went from Leicester to Chelsea. They were very, very happy to see it, you know? 
Sumfred's moving, off he goes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, again, we, I, I think we're going to have another more in-depth VAR discussion coming up. I think so. Because I think two years on, I think we need to, to revisit some things. Oh, God, yes. But, yes. uh... Which game use it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, so... With that in mind, Manchester City, of course, are champions. That that became, uh, they became champions this week. Um, now, a lot of that might be due to the fact that Manchester United versus Liverpool two Sundays ago was called off. Yes, because of uh, fan rioting at the stadium. And you know what? I, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna disagree with with them doing that. No, I, I, particularly given we, everyone knows how much money the Glazers have taken out of Old Trafford down the years. But the thing is, they've put I think nearly a billion in it for in transfer fees since Fergie left. Mm-hmm. They are not they are not being tight with trying to keep United at the top. It's in their interests because the more you know, the more United make, the more they make. It's, I, yeah, they don't particularly seem to care about the football side of the club. But they are funding it. And the problem with United have is not a lack of cash. Yeah, well, I mean, despite the, the uh, you know, the, the sizable debt that they have. And well, absolutely. But that's <laughs> that's being paid down gradually because, yeah, I mean, it, it's vulture capitalism. And I, I cannot, you know, it might be Man United, but I can't go against my principles. I can think it's a complete horseshit way of doing things no but it I is think... no 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 i agree but i i still no, think I again i'm not going to be mad at the fans for 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 storming the stadium you yeah, know and, and, and the amount of bootlicking that was going on you know, where, where are the police for all this oh shut up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah gary neville had his uh <laughs> well the, the, his... well there's a lot of this on there was a lot of that on, on nbc too from like rebecca lowe and, and and robbie earl and robbie musto you know yeah and you know i, I don't particularly blame them for it um but th- yeah they were targeting liverpool game obviously and you could see the you saw did you hear about the measures they took on uh thursday to get to actually make sure the game went ahead so Liverpool had a decoy coach, which the United fans um, crapped down the side street. And, you know, the United players, they were, no, they were in Old Trafford by one o'clock. They, they converted some um, corporate boxes into hotel room suites for them, essentially. Wow, I, I, I did not hear any of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> they goodness. They sure that was going ahead. Because wow. if that happened, that was a three-point forfeit for United. As it turned out to be in the end, anyway, what a shame. Well, you know, I know that they're they're complaining about you know the the Fisher congestion, but hey, uh, sorry, it's not anyone else's fault that nobody secured Old Trafford suitably to where the game yep. had to be called off. Yep, it, you know that gate that game wasn't COVID secure after the first the fans got in. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's the, that's long and the short of it. It wasn't COVID secure. It wasn't physically secure. I mean, people nope. still could have been in the stadium. Yeah. And and you don't know if they put, you know, if they gla- put some glass in the pitch or something or done something terrible like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, people were throwing shit in the stadium. 
Yeah, you know, God, so... did you see the um, I think the the one fighter flare up towards the sky content. I think it halfway set a, a banner on fire. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a security risk. Again, I, I'm not going to blame the fans because, believe me, I'm still fucking pissed that the Cronkies are still in involved with Arsenal. And getting that headline oh. yesterday about uh, Daniel X's uh, apparent bid having been turned down. Yeah, I, I think is we don't know the exact details of X's bid. Is it just a publicity thing? Is, you know, or is it, you know, attempting to get Arsenal on the cheap as well? You know, we d- we don't know that. So, well, we don't. I don't but I mean, you know, I, I, I'm willing to take the chance after after the Cronkies, because at least Daniel Ek appears, at least on the surface, to claim to have been a fan of Arsenal. You know, yeah. always be careful what you wish for. I, I don't well, think that's he's true with musicians at the moment, is he? No, I mean, he's not. No, no, no. no I, and I agree with that. I mean, he, yeah, Spotify needs to pay the musicians and artists more uh you know we say that whilst we uh you know are also on spotify but you know what we ain't making you know here let me open let me pull back the curtain a little bit uh behind the scenes on on busting balls land yeah we ain't making shit off of this so (laughs) matter of fact matter of fact that that, matter of fact our our soundcloud feed is a write-off on my taxes so (laughs) hey nice so you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyway uh so with that in mind manchester city are uh our champions and uh well and congratulations to them they were the the most consistent team through the year um with with their two squads of first team players you know who right. have a million quid reserves right but also you know what at this point I, john i'm going to confess to you it, it is oddly liberating that Arsenal really have jack shit to play for now, because now I just I I just don't care. You can I, chill. I can I'm chill. Not... I can chill. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah. I mean, at least we we at least we scalped Sam Allardyce. We 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 <laughs> we we have taken away what and we should probably and I'm probably gonna save most of this for the main topic, but we have stripped away Arsenal have personally stripped away. The last bastion that that Sam Allardyce can, can rest his his scam on is now we he can't. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame! And oh, and uh, I think as we speak, Everton are in with an injury time here against Sheffield United, and if they lose, they took our best player out <laughs> for most of the season, robbed us of a two points there, and they still can't finish ahead of us. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Everton are. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah, Everton are. Uh, yeah, they just uh, lost. Uh, so they're outside the European spots now after losing to Sheffield United. Now I have to ask you something because apparently mm-hmm. I I missed a memo somewhere. Okay. So so now I'm looking at, at the 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 table on my on, on the app that I use uh, that that is FOTMOB, Which hey FOTMOB, if you want to throw some sponsorship our way, uh, you you are like the most. Useful app I ever use. Sorry, Fop what mob. app is that again? Uh, that would be FOTMOB. F-O-T-M-O-B. F-O-T-M-O-B. And downloadable on all your favorite app stores, that, I believe. That is true, yes, because my honey has has it as well. And I have Android, and she has iPhone, and well, we live and breathe on this app. 
But yep. uh, as I'm looking at the table, there is uh, a listing here. Yeah. Uh, so now, because Leicester City are virtually assured of Champions League football. Oh, so not yet. Virtually, I said. Have you seen their last two games? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see who they beat? Did you see who they beat yesterday, by the way? <laughs> Yeah, I've been pouring out too many cold ones after Allison's goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so they, uh, okay, so they, they are virtually assured of European football. So now, fifth and sixth are Europa League. I am seeing something here that West Ham in seventh could qualify for something called the Europa Conference League. John, what the fuck is this and how did I miss it? It's the new essentially European competition for next year. It's basically the people who don't qualify for the, the Europa or the Champions League, the next best team goes into the goes into this new conference thing. What the fuck is the point of the Champions League at this point? <laughs> because it, it, pretty soon it's going to be like the entire top half of the table is going to get to go to Europe. Well, let, let's... There is a scenario where you could actually do that if you said that, say, Champions League and Europa League winners finished, say, eighth, and maybe these a Conference League winner in tenth. So theoretically, everyone else could qualify as well. And wow, yeah, you could have the entire top half. If what's the point? What is the point of it? What day are they going to play the Conference League? Like, are they going to have to? Make up a day between Thursday and Friday now because yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're playing on UEFA day. <laughs> oh my goodness! As the Beatles puns put it, eight days a week, baby, and they're all for football. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, that's the way it's going, isn't it? When did these guys get a fucking break? My God, we we were talking yeah, about this today. Like Jesus, there was like no off season, and no, now and there's the Euros to come as well. Oh, yeah. Well, when do we get a fucking break here? Uh, anyway, uh, European finals are uh, Manchester City versus Chelsea in the Champions League and uh, Manchester United versus Villarreal Los Submarinos Amarillos uh, in, in the Europa League final. Yeah, you know what? Arsenal really didn't deserve to be there. And again, it, it is oddly liberating to not give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, and we should mention that uh, we're currently at halftime in the Women's Champions League final, and Barca have put on a clinic. It's 4-0 at halftime. They conceded five goals in their league. Against, against whom? Chelsea. Yes, the, the Women's Super League winners. Yes. Chelsea. By the way, I just had to throw this out there. Arsenal women uh, whooped that ass against Crystal Palace. This morning, nine nil in the round of sixteen of the women's FA Cup. Nah, that's not even their biggest win in the FA Cup this season, is it? You know, I don't <laughs> think it is actually. <laughs> I'd have to look, but I don't think it is. They beat Bristol City ten. I looked that up. Oh wow! Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you want to see someone put on a show? Go and see Arsenal women. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, can we maybe field the women's team next season in the Premier League? I, I just want to see what happens. You know, just, just hear me out for a minute. Pound for pound, the best team in England. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Inter Milan are your Scudetto winners, John. 
Indeed, and I believe one of in one of Milan or Juve will miss out on Champions League too. Yes, they will. Yes, now, they will. With the game at home to nothing to play for Verona. Oh my goodness. Uh, do we want to talk some other shit? Because oh boy, I'm looking at France right now. Lille in round 37 uh, still somehow they currently have a one point lead over PSG. Um, right now Lille is uh, it, it's halftime in France. Lille nil, Sonnenschein nil. Um, PSG uh, two, Stade Reim nil, and then Monaco. Um, to Stad Rene, nil. So you know. So that could be a fun finish. Uh, Nîmes won Lyon, Olympique Lyonnais three. So, yeah, uh, France could be a fun finish. Spain could be a fun finish. Yeah. Uh, Bo- uh, Barca oh, are it- out. Barca are done. So the title will go to Madrid. It's just whether or not. It'll be Atletico or Real, and right now uh, Atletico has the advantage. Yeah, let, let's talk Atletico today. 1-0 down with 10 minutes to play. And the league disappearing. And what happens? They win. And, you know, poetically, Barca lose a late goal to drop out the title race. Who's going to score the winner for Atletico in that situation? One Luis Suarez. One Luis Suarez. He always does it. Baby. He has a chip on his shoulder about Barca there, quite obviously. And, baby, he is taking it out on them. Boy, and you know what? It seems to be, you know what? I don't think Cholo minds one bit. <laughs> oh, God, no. It, it, it's, Cholo, it's Cholo's absolute. He's almost the perfect player, isn't he, for Cholo? He kind like, of is. Know, same attitude. Yeah, especially since uh, Diego Costa seems to have, like, just completely sputtered out. Yeah, he he was going downhill for a long while, but, yeah. And uh, we should also mention the Turkish finale here, which... (laughs) Oh, my! Yeah, have you you seen that league table? No, I I will confess, I don't pay attention to Turkey. Here you go. Besiktas... Beat Galatasaray on goal difference by one single goal after they tied on points. They tied on a head to head. They beat Galatasaray by one goal on goal difference. Wow! So there you have it. So that's uh, that's that's Besiktas, uh, your your Turkish Super League winners. Um, yeah, Spain. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of leagues playing their last rounds next weekend. Yeah. Also, I I have to mention up in Scotland, uh, you know, you want to mention it, Stephen Gerrard, unbeaten season as a manager. That is an incredible achievement, no matter which league you're in. It's true. No, I mean, I, all credit to 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 Rangers. Uh, I won't even say one of the. I won't even call them by a derogatory nickname. All credit to them. Uh, yeah. Undefeated Scottish Premier League season, uh, 102 points on the table. You know what? Yeah. It, it, you know what? It, it, fair play. I I I can't be mad. Uh, Celtic, Celtic sucked this year. Period. They were awful. And, and I have to mention after last year when they were screwed over by the uh, relegation by being relegated when they had a game in hand on the team above them, Partick Thistle win their last few games and are promoted back up to Division One. Happy that that's my friend Michael. 
Okay. Um, How about Hearts? Because I remember they got relegated. They got relegated. They got relegated. Hang on, I didn't. I didn't check them because frankly, I was too pleased at Partick. Uh, Scottish. Righty, let's have a look at. But well, while you're while you're doing that, um, I, I'm going to note that there is a I, I am part of a email group with um, with a bunch of uh, Chicago area Celtic fans, and uh, they are kind of nervous about the fact that uh, Celtic have yet to appoint a permanent replacement manager for Neil Lennon, yeah. and they they are starting to get a little worried that uh, there's a possibility that uh, what happened with Rangers may be coming down the pike with, for Celtic soon. I don't know if they have anything to base this on, but, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. Huh. Yep, Hearts uh, straight back up. Oh, on okay. The so, yep, and then there's in the playoffs you have Dundee, Wraith Rovers, and Dunfermline. Oh, uh, Wraith Rovers. Oh, uh, uh, Ian Rankin ought to be happy about that. <laughs> hey, nice, nice memory. And it looks almost certain to be Kilmarnock joining them in the playoffs for the uh, for that last spot in next year's Scottish Premiership. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I don't know if you if you entirely heard what I was saying about uh, the, the the paranoia of some. Uh, of some Celtic yeah. fans, I know. Uh, well, again, I don't know if there's any any basis to this whatsoever. Well, well, let's look at what happened last time Celtic lost a manager in the middle of a season and appointed an interim replacement. Right. Well, yeah, that would be Neil Lennon. That would be Neil Lennon, and yes, that is a backward step. Yeah. Well, I think they're they again they they're for some reason they've taken this to to assuming that Celtic is somehow going to suffer the same fate as as Rangers did with uh you know going bankrupting being bust down to the the uh the, the lowest division in scotland i need a little bit more to go on than that personally well uh, yeah I, I think celtic have paid their taxes so you know i don't think that's happening yeah exactly <laughs> unless there's something we don't know about um yeah. hey while we're talking about uh other leagues and, and promotion and relic and promotion and such um Germany, of course, Bayern ruined it for everybody. They are the champions yet again. Uh, Robert Lewandowski has tied Gerd Muller's record for Bundesliga goals. 40 years that record has stood. My God. The, yeah, Lewandowski, as a pure striker, as a pure forward, he's probably the best we've seen this century. That, that, you know, you can talk Ronaldo, uh, but his best was probably behind him by the start of this, the way the century turned. Um, well, we, 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 had to, we can't dismiss Ronaldo entirely because he is now the only player to have scored 100 goals in three different countries. Yeah. 100 he, club goals I'm, I'm in three different I'm, countries. I'm counting him as a kind of a forward player rather than a, an out-and-out striker because right. he's, he started as a winger and he's still, you know, he, he doesn't, necessarily played straight down the middle all the time like Lewandowski does. Right. So, uh, anyway, back in Germany, um, the only uh, thing really worth uh, worth discussing, uh, Wolfsburg are currently beating Leipzig. Uh, so, Wolfsburg looking to, to, to firmly... They're going to finish in the top four, basically. Yeah, but, uh, Dort, Dort, Dortmund, Dortmund, Wolfsburg, and Leipzig are all going to finish in the top four. Now it's just a matter of where. 
yeah, Dortmund uh, making that Champions League after where they were a few weeks ago is outstanding, like you have to say. Uh, making that that weird Europa Conference League in only their <laughs> in only their second season in the Bundesliga top flight since unification. Uh, Union Berlin. And that that is a hell of a goal. Because remember, they were the East Berlin side. <laughs> Yeah, and and the East Berlin, the East German side have not generally fared particularly well. Um, yeah, Leipzig being the exception, but again, for all the money that uh, you know, for all the money yeah. that's been spent, they haven't <laughs> they haven't won a goddamn thing. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's amazing that Union Berlin is going to go above, finish above Hertha Berlin. Um, the relegation spots in in uh, in Germany, Schalke, of course, were relegated weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, right now, in the 17th spot, Armenia Bielefeld have rescued themselves. They are two points ahead of Köln, who are now in 17th. So Köln may be going back down. And uh, Werder Bremen, you know, a, uh, champions uh, from 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 long ago. They yeah. may be getting into they may be getting into a playoff against Greuther Firth for that mm-hmm. uh, for that other spot. It's looking like uh, between uh, it's looking between Balkum, Holstein Kiel, and Greuther, Greuther Firth are going to be um, coming up. One of those three are going to be in the playoff though against uh, as of right now uh, Werder Bremen. Wow, Verda being down there, you know, for you know, do you remember them a decade ago? Well, I mean, Schalke. Well, I mean, Schalke relegated. Uh, Stuttgart came up last season, and yet Bayern are never down there. Are they? Damn it! No, they're not. But you know what? Again, it's a you know, this just shows the 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 egalitarianism of of the Bundesliga when you have. Absolutely. Clubs the level of Stuttgart and Werder Bremen, and I mean, remember Wolfsburg like. Two consecutive years were in that playoffs in in that relegation promotion playoff spot. Yeah, and then not to be bitter, buying the apex predator here. Well, it's true they are, but I mean, again, you know, when you, I mean, Schalke are relegated. I mean, who who would have seen that coming even two years ago? God, not me, not me. And they and they got relegated in style. Let's not forget. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got trashed this season. <laughs> um. But thankfully, as far as teams staying up, uh, one of my son's favorite jokes to tell in in um, in La Liga. Oh shit, Leipzig equalized. <laughs> uh, one of my son's favorite team favorite jokes to tell about uh, about the about La Liga will continue next season because uh, in twelfth place, Cadiz nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> uh, I feel it behooves us, Jonathan, to uh, follow up a little bit about the Super League. I think you're correct because there have been some, uh, especially since we, you know, spent an entire damn episode talking about nothing but that. Blasting uh, them. Um, so yeah, John, uh, run us down. Uh, clubs are getting pu- financially punished for this. Yes, there are five of the eight clubs are getting financially panicked, uh, financially punished, which are um, Atleti, um, Milan, Inter, and the, oh, sorry, and the four English clubs. So, oh, sorry, that's seven. There. And then the 
clubs who have not yet re- completely renounced that they're going to be in the Super League, Madrid, Barca and Juve, they are facing bans from European competition here. Uh, I heard a story that Juve may be getting barred from Syria. Ah, too. There, there is some discussion about that. It was rumor on that. That would be a very interesting one. Yeah, it would be. Um, I'm still waiting to see if there's any punishments coming from the domestic from uh, from the FA for the six English clubs yet. Well, the the one that I do know about is that they are removing all the representatives from the the clubs who signed up from their um from running the FA or the from the Premier League ruling bodies or the um, FA ruling bodies. So all the executives who held positions of power in there. Out on their ass, which is probably fair enough because you can't really, Absolutely. you know, you know, you know, I, 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 you know, we're word to the wise to, you know, the United States Congress, which is you can't have people who are, you know, who, who are fostering a, an insurrection against things and then just it, still expect them to, you know, carry out their governmental duties too. Absolutely. So you know, well, Matt Gates can kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he, he could kiss everyone's friggin' ass. Frankly, um, one la- I have one last. So, I mean, that's where we're at in the Super League. We haven't heard any further punishments from any domestic leagues or any or or, or UEFA or even FIFA because there was still some talk about that. The fact that there are still in Barcelona, I thought they were supposed to be withdrawing, but I guess they never did. I think it was supposed to be put to the uh, socios, um, but I never heard the, that being carried out or a result being given on it so yeah oh yeah so the 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 three holdouts juve and real which makes sense because of course the 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 biggest architects of this were fiorentino perez and and andrea agnelli yep and then you know barcelona which you know they're of course it, it benefits them to be in the super league because they're a billion euros in debt yes it's essentially you look at those clubs um they have uh, they, you know, they see themselves as aristocracy, the people who are righteously at the top of European football because it's their birthright. No man, if you if you um, miss, don't run your club well, then you go. You know, yeah. <laughs> if you're talking Perez on was just coming across as what people misquote Marie Antoinette. You know, let everyone else eat cake. Basically, we'll, we'll throw you a few crumbs when we're done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? Fuck them. Seriously. Seriously, I'm I'm done. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they you know, they, they, they can play all the classicos they want now because I just they can kiss my ass. Yep. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy with that solution. Uh, I, I'm gonna get real serious, and then we'll we're gonna end on a real funny note. Um, but I'm gonna get real serious here. Is that, uh, of course, as we record this for the last week, Israel has been bombing Palestine again oh, in yeah. the Gaza Strip. Um, we're not gonna get too in depth on this because this isn't the time or place. I'm just going to say that I think everything we've we really need to know came out a few years ago when it was the images of boys playing football by the border fence getting shot at yeah. by Israeli soldiers. That really tells you all you really need to know as far as I'm concerned. Pretty much. You know? Yeah, and was it, was it they bombed the um, Press Association building as well this week. Yeah, Al, Al Jazeera <laughs> and, and AP got bombed. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, ha- happy uh, you know journalism journalism freedom week. Uh, oh wait, that was two weeks ago. So never mind. We don't have to celebrate that now, do we? Never. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it's it, it's it is it's horrific, is what it is. And you know, I, I'm sorry, but I I don't see where you know for for all the talk, you know, Hamas throwing rockets out so yeah we're gonna wipe out an entire country because of hamas right okay sure yeah we, we, we you know I, i'm sorry I'm, I'm tired of this i i'm really tired Co-signed. of it co-signed you know I, 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 I whatever your political ideology is if it involves you know murdering children you know to to to, to defend your country then you know what sorry you, you, maybe your your country kind of sucks yeah, you, you're putting defending in inverted commas there, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because you know, uh, because you know, again, several years ago, a boy playing football was considered a threat to Israeli security. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, just so that, 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 and that's where I'm going to stand on that one for for this podcast, and uh, yeah, so that, that, that's where I stand on that. You know what the the the, the uh, and you know what? And I don't want to hear any. I'm just gonna stop any accusations of anti-Semitism right here and right now because many, no. many, very many Jewish persons are also against what's going on right now. Are they anti-Semitic too? Absolutely, and I would hope that this podcast has demonstrated through its history we do not hold with with you know, the prejudice views of anti-Semitism, nor indeed any other form of prejudice like that. No, yeah, I, I, I would hope we we have made that perfectly clear. If not, here, let, let us tell you right now, perfectly clear, John, take it away. Terry, fuck racism of any stripe. Yeah, and, and you know, fuck anti-Semitism, fuck Islamophobia, fuck transphobia. Yep. Fuck all this bullshit. So... Uh, the the last couple of notes, uh, just to to be on a on a positive note, um, MLS has started in the USA, but you know I have not watched a single minute of MLS football, including the first you know Timber Sounders game, nor the first edition of El Trafico. You know, the, the, has the, the, anyone the, watched any of it? <laughs> I I'm sure somebody has. I, I, you know what? I, I, my uh, my brother from another podcast, uh, Paul Sebastian, tried to go to an Atlanta United game last night, and uh, apparently were stopped, and they didn't get let in because of a thirty dollar bag check fee. What? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. you know, for for his for his partner, you know, of course, she was trying to get in, has her her purse or bag or whatnot, you know. Dude, what? I, thirty I know bucks? You- Kiss my Dude. ass. <laughs> I know your country is basically basically worships the almighty dollar, but that is a piss take. Sorry, if you are doing a bag check, it you're doing that free. You you can charge for story or something, maybe. But yeah, well, nah. that's what they're saying. Yeah, because you know we you can't have that. You can't bring this into the stadium. What? Fuck you. Word. That yeah, is. this is this is why it's much more worthwhile to either go to a bar or you know in not you know. In these pandemic times, you know, I'm going to stay home and watch a match and, you know, drink all I want. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Um, I am going over to my friend's house, because I'm allowed to on Tuesday, to watch the first leg of the mighty Newport County's playoff against Forest Green. 
Oh, yeah, we haven't even discussed that, John. Uh yeah, your your boys. Oh yeah, let let's 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 dovetail into that real quick. Cuz we yeah. have we have uh the championship playoffs coming up here. Oh, we do. Yeah, Bar- Barnsley, Mac in the championship playoffs. Okay, yeah, so uh Norwich Norwich has won the championship, 97 points. Uh Watford Automatically coming up, ninety-one points. We're gonna, uh, you know, bring them up here shortly. <laughs> oh yes. Um, and then in, in the playoff spots, Brentford versus Bournemouth, and Swansea versus freaking Barnsley. Yeah, I mean, I, Barnsley. I can remember that when they were in the Premier League. You know, that was was it twenty-two years ago now. That that was a while ago. Yeah, and um, I'm not gonna make any secret of it, and and we'll get into this in the second half of the show. I want a new, new, reasonably new face in there. Barnsley or Brentford for me, please. But I've got a horrible feeling it's going to be Bournemouth. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind Bournemouth. I don't. I don't mind Bournemouth. I think. No, Brent, I, I, I think Brentford would be great. I, I think Brentford I, would be great. I, I just don't want the same three clubs coming back up. You know. Okay, fair enough. But uh, yeah, so Newport County. Uh, yeah. I guess Forest Green with the possibility of going up to League One, correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, and yeah. where would that, in the in the grand scheme of the history of Newport County, would that be the highest they've ever been, or no? It would be the, well, technically, you know, Newport. This Newport County are a Phoenix club because the the old Newport County went bankrupt for I think ten thousand pounds back in nineteen eighty nine. But that, it that, would, that, 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 that's a spit in the ocean these days. Absolutely, yeah. They they were in the equivalent of the championship for one season. I think it was in. 1946 47 or something like that when we lost 13 nil to newcastle at one point um and when we had john aldridge and tommy tynan up front we blew the playoff when there was only automatic spots we absolutely blew an automatic promotion but you know we once made the quarterfinals of the cup winners cup (laughs) so well hey there you go in europe so well good luck to you on that uh we'll 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 be uh awaiting their your Newport County's uh, exploits uh, on, on our next episode. Uh, but yeah. lastly, uh, quick follow-up to a previous topic we've covered on this show. Did you see the second season of Ted Lasso is coming? I am not surprised because I, although I have yet to see it, I have only heard good things. I, I got told by somebody who cannot stand f- sports at all Saying that they were, were 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 cheering and crying during this show. Oh man! So yeah, I, yeah, I, I do need to get back to to finishing the first season at some point. I I need to get starting it at some point, but yeah, well, it's on it's on Apple TV. I don't know where it is on uh, in England, but I know uh, Apple TV. I would I it's I'm still not Apple TV. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, John, you got anything else? For the news uh, from me. All right. Well, in that case, coming up today's topic: What makes a yo-yo club? John and Jeffrey examine the DNA of what makes certain clubs keep coming up and going down, and coming up and going down. Please stay tuned. I've 
hella tired as a late Not too many places feel safe I've been trying to dodge conversations with music and taste My people saying they don't see race Everything closed, I was going on walks to escape Then I get reminded I can't Two pandemics going on, one way help, one way race And I can't even tour for a break Now I'm all up in my phone Binge watching no shows Say I'm mad and they Just respond to say no What the fuck's a blue? Thinking about leaving this place Cause I can't even jog and be safe I can't even punch back the dude slapping me in the face And we're back with the second half of episode 54 Where are you? Of the Busting Balls podcast (laughs) You know it's coming You know it's coming Oh goodness This week We look at what makes a yo-yo club The clubs that go up and down and up and down and up and down pointlessly. You, you, you get the picture. <laughs> yeah. We, we have, you know, we, th- th- there are numerous clubs we could name. And if we're about to name some of them right now, Absolutely. because, of course, as Let's we know, as we know, North City and Watford are coming back up after being down <laughs> for a year. Uh, Fulham. <laughs> you, know, you got to pour one out for Tony Khan. Because, you know, despite the fact that All Elite Wrestling is doing quite well, and in fact, uh, two weeks ago, they had the number one show on cable on a, on a certain Wednesday night. So, so you know, uh, with AEW. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, Fulham have been relegated again for like the, the, the for, you know, another yet again. And then uh, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are rumored to be signing Tim Tebow as a tight end. <laughs> dear god but yeah. uh yeah fulham fulham have gone back down west brom have gone back down now and so have sheffield united yeah. as we all know but you know sheffield united were, were relegated weeks ago of course yeah absolutely so the only club from last year staying up leads which we kind of knew was going to happen yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah, Leeds will not factor into this because I can't describe a club as a yo-yo who went down, what was it, 16 years ago and came back up. Yeah, but <laughs> That's they a did. long year. Although they did go down to League One for a little while too, don't forget. They did. But that doesn't really but count they... as what I mean. What I mean is that they consistently come, they, they, they come back up into the Premier League, they get relegated, within a year or two they're back up again, blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. sometimes, and, you, and, and, and you even have clubs that go between the championship and League One consistently, too. Uh, I couldn't name any yeah. off the top of my head, mind you. I'm sure you could, but... I'm thinking Rotherham were one of them. Um, so, see, uh, no, Coventry went straight down. <laughs> they kept going down. Um, I said Lincoln go up between League One and League Two, I think. But, yeah, um, I mean, the ultimate yo-yo club for Premier League, I believe, is West Brom who yes. I, I think are the record for, for uh, relegations and promotions. You know? Yeah, five relegations, I heard. Now, yeah. they, now um, I heard that there was a tie, though. Who was the, who was the other one? Uh, the, I mean, this is this one I've got to think. Um, Norwich have got to be in there, haven't they? The Norwich are close on it. Um, you, you, you would think. Bolton, <laughs> Bolton were up and down at one point. Um. A lot, a lot of this, I think, a lot of the yo-yo thing to do with, you know, 
the clubs coming back at is quite good. Fulham might well be, you know, one of them in at the moment, the way they go in the yo yo in between them. I I'll tell um, you, ever uh, since ever since the cons removed that Michael Jackson statue from outside of Craven Cottage is just not been the same for Fulham. The curse of Jacko. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let, let's not go there. But I mean, the, 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 the point that we're trying to get to here is that there, there, you know, and, and if you follow football, you know, there are certain clubs who just keep coming up and going back down again, and then they'll come back up, and then you know, a season or two later, they'll go back down. So it, it, it is a bit of a phenomenon. I mean, what kind, what makes a club that is able to consistently come back up to the Premier League, but then get sent right back down usually? Well, um, the, the phrase I will use is parachute payments here. Uh, is, that is enabling it to a large degree because obviously being in the Premier League entails paying by football standards, generally high wages, um, you know, and you need to bring in players on high wages to have a chance of surviving. So um, when clubs go down, they have that cushion of a parachute payment. Um, but if you've managed yourself well... Um, you know, I think Fulham came back up last time, and well, they they didn't. You know, they essentially spent a shed load on. They were able to send a shed load on players. Um, but if you you know you go down like Norwich this year, who are coming straight back up, they didn't particularly lose any any big players, and they they were able to just use the parachute payments to sustain themselves. So do, so, come back so do up. they still have Timu Puki? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, we, we, we got to have some Timo Puki up in here. I mean, you know how it is. <laughs> so, yeah, here you go. Timo Puki just hit the top score next year. You heard you That's heard it. That's right. Here. Golden boot, Timo Puki. Come on. <laughs> All right, but seriously, though. Um, you know, it's just you know, it just always seems to be the same clubs, though. And so you're, 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 you're claiming that it is... That parachute payments have a lot to do with it. Yeah, I mean, look look at the resources it gives them compared to the clubs who are hanging around in that division. You know, if, um, I can apply this for my you know my wife's club Ipswich. They had parachute payments for for the first couple of years they were down, but they weren't able to get back up. Um, missed out in the playoffs a few times, so they ultimately weren't able to compete with the the clubs who had made their way up into the Premier League. And then come down because they could not maintain the same playing resources. It that the parachute payments, to a degree, render the that league uneven at the at the very top because you know it, they may not clubs may not go up, but they they know that they're going to pretty much compete at the top level. They have a competitive advantage unless they're badly run, of course. Right, which. Happens. Well, yeah, I, I mean, well, I mean, you have to think that they are badly run to the point where, you know, if they keep getting relegated, but then also, okay, so let, let's do this. Why, why can they not, why do they keep getting relegated? Once they come up, I mean, there's more money involved because you get the, Absolutely. because you get the Premier League TV money. So where's, yeah, where's the, the disconnect other, here? The, clubs, the other clubs are already up have been getting that money and have built their squads already. So they are, they are able to enhance what they already have. Whereas if you're coming up, you need to look to get players in to be able to keep you up. Um, 
you know, see, you know, Villa coming up that last year um, spent big. To, you have to spend big to almost just to just to get yourself walking in the Premier League. You know, right? You, you can't. You, you cannot. You know, I, I know. Uh, it Norwich beat Man City last year on a one-off game. You can maybe match teams, but over a season, you know, when injuries, suspensions, etc., will bite. You haven't got that depth of talent to compete over 38 games. Right. But I mean, but again, it, it always seems to be the same clubs is what we're getting in. Like Leeds, when they came up, we kind of expected them to stay up because of the caliber of their management and the caliber of their, of their play. And we've been more or less vindicated on that. Oh, absolutely. And, and the way they play the game is so good to watch generally as well. Right. But, know, it, but as it, a base on, right. but at the same time, yeah. Leicester City came up in 2014-2015, and they had to pull a miracle, you know, to get to, to, to survive under Nigel Pearson, and then the next season they win yeah. the title. Why doesn't this? Why doesn't that happen more often? Is what I'm getting at. <laughs> that uh, has anyone actually ever explained Leicester City's title? Because they they made some incredibly sharp signings, and you, I mean. Let's not uh, beat around the bush here. Jamie Vardy is one of, whatever you think of him as a person, as a player, is one of the great stories of football. You know, the guy didn't play in the top flight before he was 27. You know, he'd be, he's been in you know the clubs who play in the first preliminary round of the FA Cup. He's well, yeah, they, every they, single round. Well, yeah, they, 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 yeah, he's now a record holder because he is now like the first player to have played in every single round of the FA Cup. Because, yep. you know, by, by virtue of the fact that Premier League clubs don't enter into the FA Cup until the third round. Correct. So now, yeah. because of, you know, his his footballing path, you know, and, and, and now he's won it. And now he's a, he's an FA Cup winner, too. You know, so congratulations yeah. to him. But, I mean, really, he, he is a, a grand, grand exception. And, yeah. um, and yeah. But, I mean, I mean, he, he, I mean it, it never... And I mean, I stress it never happens that you have a club who were nearly relegated and then win the title. No, you know, you've got um, because the other thing about Leicester, it's you know, they they signed players like Riyad Mahrez and uh, Kante, Ngolo Kante. You know, right. you, you signed those. Players. Yeah, and, and that, let's that not forget. Let, let's not forget the, uh, the, the the contributions of you know. Leonardo Joa and uh, and uh, Shinji Okazaki for that side too. Absolutely, it, it's they it, they just had they signed well and essentially the stars aligned for them with essentially everyone else. You know, all the top clubs fell away for for a year. Really, you know, what, what was it? Spurs ended up being the closest contenders before they imploded. That, no, that was bad no. in the Premier. No, Arsenal finished second yeah. that year, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but Spurs, Spurs, but Spurs were the last side to, uh, you know, to, to could have won the league apart from Leicester, weren't they? And they, they, they you know, they finished third in the two-horse race. It's uh, the old gag goes. Well, the point is, is I mean, there the, the seems to be like a just a circle of, you know, a, a circle of. Uh, uh, of teams that will will eventually you know bounce up and down hence hence the term yo-yo club um totally, yeah now and you, you need 
someone, you, you know, if these clubs, if they're coming up and they want to make success, but you know, the, the common theme of the clubs who've come up and done really well is yeah, that they've had a goal scorer up there. Um, Kevin Phillips for Sunderland, oh God, that 99-2000 was, is a prime example. Marcus Stewart-Brips, which um, Bamford this year, um, and the fact that, you know, Rafinha, th- those sort of players are the players you need to find who need to do well. And Ollie Watkins as well for Villa this year. Look how he's boosted them. Right. You need to find a goal scorer. So it, it's essentially, I think as well, it, it's the way that sides are built um, to come up, with the, um, up into the Premier League. You know, the, the easiest, the easiest thing in football is not to, you know, to, you know, find, find a, a scintillating new attacking system which can, you know, bedazzle everyone and blow everyone away. The easiest thing in football is to organise a defence compared compared to it and stop other teams scoring, deny them space. So that's how these teams tend to build their sides. You know, um, with these, you, you don't tend to associate them with, you know, exciting football. You know, what's it, Huddersfield? <laughs> tried tried to play a bit and ended up when when you know <laughs> when they got found out they went straight down. Um, got Swindon with most of them. They tried to play a bit of football. They and they conceded the most goals in the Premier League back back in the nineties. Right. The, you know, so it's it's essentially that they they try to get the basics right, but they cannot build on the base. You know, they, they get that defensive a solid back four. And a midfield who will deny the opposition opposition space in the final third. You saw it today, um, West Brom versus Liverpool. The, you know the that you know the four big defenders and the midfielders who will work their backsides off denying you space. And there's there's almost no room in those sides for you know a, a genuinely creative player or anyone who has finishing ability. But pace is generally you know. A, what they will look to do, look to rely on, if anything, for an attacking weapon and hope. Right, but the big man front. <laughs> you know, well, you know, it's funny we mentioned West Brom too, because you know at the heart of this is usually it, 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 in times past there seemed to be a recent. Uh, well, let me let me rephrase that. I'm sorry, I, I kind of screwed up. There seemed to be like a circle of managers who would get hired by these clubs either yeah. either when they come up to the Premier League or pardon me or they would um be hired when they're down in the championship in order to bring them back up to the Premier League and then you know they they come back up to the Premier League they get thrashed and then fired you know one month before the season ends <laughs> or in case of Watford you get six in and fire them in the, in the, all the way through the season well Fulham had a season like that too don't forget Oh yes, they they did, but what Watford's owners appear particularly impatient, don't they, at the moment? Well, yeah, they they do, but I mean, but you know what? In in researching this, it seems like that there wasn't that circle of managers. I'm talking about like Sam Allardyce, Harry Redknapp, um, Alan Pardew, Alan Kirbishley. you could say Peter Reed at one point. Peter Reed was what I was going to say was one that was springing to mind as well. Yeah, yeah, or you know, but, you know, they they've Bruce. <laughs> Steve Bruce. Okay, Steve Bruce. Uh who else was a real uh charlatan? Uh oh, Phil Phil uh who Brian was it? Rob- the guy at home Brian Robson. Brian Robson, okay. Uh, Phil Smith, I think was his Phil, name. Phil Taylor? Who? Phil Taylor. Phil yeah, Phil 
think of Phil Taylor's and Darsberg, for God's sake. Um, no, Phil's, yeah, Phil, uh, Phil, somebody. He was at he was at Hull. Yeah, uh, he he did the karaoke on the pitch at the season's end, didn't yes, he? Yes, yeah, that yeah that guy. <laughs> Phil Brown. Phil Brown. Phil Brown. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Uh, you know, it, it's just um, you know the. Uh, you know, there just seem to be like this real circle of real mediocre managers who had a good scam going for a while, which is they would they would join these these particular clubs that we're talking about. Um, now they it's seem to have they seem. I'm sorry. It it, it it's, it's a merry-go-round essentially. It's you know, they it's it's a limited view from the club owners. You know, it's. These guys are basically affordable. They might get us out of trouble. You know, it, it, it's, there, was, it was, there was that one year that Brian Robson kept West Brom up um, after they were bottom at halfway and it would never been done before. Yeah, and, and he got a reputation for the great escape. Yeah, dude, they only, I think they stayed up with 34 points, so it was hardly the miracle it was painted as, you know? Right. They get that sort of reputation of, of mediocrity almost being overpraised to a certain degree right but i mean but as we we as i was researching this i realized that wait a minute most of the circle of managers are gone now because the the only ones that i can really think of who are still active in, in any significant way would be roy hodgson and i think he's escaped that cycle now because yeah, because he because he had well because number one he's been with Palace for four years now which yeah, has to he, be a, he's, he's go ahead uh, yeah he, he's he's kind of a mid table manager for me he's always been this guy you know as, as we saw you give him Liverpool or you give him Fulham Palace he will generally get you a mid table finish because he will he is really good at organizing those basics right. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but I mean, yeah. I mean, this is a guy. I think what what set him apart from all this was, yeah, he, he also got Fulham to a European final in in, in the two thousands. Let's not forget. Yeah, that, that was astonishing. Yeah, um, yeah, and they only just lost to Atleti in that, if I remember rightly. It was a was it a yeah, five they, minutes from the end of it. Yeah, they, yeah, they had beaten Juventus <laughs> on the way to that. You know. Oh, but hang on, were they, they were what, three or four goals down on aggregate with a couple of minutes gone in the, at the start, the second leg? I think so, and, I, uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. And yeah, astonishing comeback. You know, second only to Liverpool against Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, again, you know, okay, so I know you're bitter at Roy Hodgson for what he did at, you know, how well, or he, or he didn't I'm, do I'm, it. I'm over it. But, you know, I'm over it now. But, you know, at the same time, you know, he he got himself into that position, and you know, at one time he was yeah. England manager too. You know, for, briefly. You know, it, it, yeah, he, longer than longer than Sam Allardyce. He, he was. Well, Let's not forget that. But I mean, that, that, that's the point. I mean, Sam Allardyce still believes his own bullshit, and of course, as we mentioned at the, to- <laughs> at, at the in the top half of this program, his, his one big thing they get to hang his scam on is now gone. Now you know. Yeah, he he has officially taken a club down, and he is refusing to commit to West Brom next season. Funnily enough, wow. I'm betting on contract negotiations there. You know, I I I I I still think uh, Darren Moore got fucking boned by West Brom. 
Oh god, yes. I thoroughly. Still, yeah, it thoroughly am. But I, I have no with less prom since that. But uh, anyway, the, the the point I'm trying to get is that that, that circle of managers, is, you know, that that old boys network doesn't seem to be around anymore. No, because you've got. Um, it, I don't know if it's a new generation. So obviously, um, following this year was Scott Parker, um, Chris Wilder, who was you know was a chef, was seen as a progressive manager before he essentially walked out. Um, Allardyce is still there, being an old bottle um and moaning his ass off as he did after the final whistle today uh go screw yourself because frankly when you're on top i've heard enough of your bullshit son uh, wait, wait, wait wait who is this oh do you uh, just the post-match interview with sam Aldice today he was moaning oh, about the decision oh fuck him yeah and, seriously and he, fuck in the past, him. you know got decision just gone referee says it it's all it's all fine by me yeah fuck off yeah totally um yeah it's it, so, yeah, they have gone from, they've vanished from the, the that sort of little circle of managers, haven't they? Um, and, you know, Norwich held onto Daniel Farker this year as manager and straight back up with him. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's going to happen with Scott? What's going to happen with Scott Parker at, uh, at Fulham? Good question. Tony Khan, your friend Tony Khan is the man to answer there. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, so, did he buy can... a drink in the end? say again. Did he buy you a drink in the end when you saw him? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> no. That's okay. why he's a millionaire. <laughs> that, 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 that's okay. That's why I wasn't. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't uh, searching. But you know, um, the, the the point. So, what can be done to break the cycle? Either you know. Besides, you know, just, you know, continuing to, to, to suck enough to where, you know, to be good enough to where you can just stay at one level. But preferably, yeah, you too, want... Too you, good one level, but not good enough for the other, essentially. Yeah, I mean, um, it, I mean it, it's got to be it's got to be maddening to be in that cycle. You have to run a club really well. So uh, you, you sort of scale model down um, the likes of... You know, Liverpool. You, you're not going to match the, you know, their scouting departments or the, obviously the money or anything. You have to be sharp enough to find an edge. You have to make, you have to make some smart signings when you come up. As as we said with Leicester, you know, they had a unicorn year essentially. You know, with Mares, um, you know, Mares um, in Vardy scoring all those goals, um, Golo Kante. Uh, I can't pronounce you whole again. As we, you know, the, the players we mentioned, you need players to come up. And you know, Villa this year, a perfect example. They survived by the skin of their teeth last year, but they've gone out and they've improved the team again. Ollie Watkins is exactly the sort of player they need. Scores goals, does everything you want the front player, to, a modern front player to do. Works hard, leads the press, um, high energy. So. You you need to find you need to make those smart signings. You know, not not necessarily the big name players, but you need to you know a, a player who maybe fits your system, who doesn't have the reputation or maybe has failed elsewhere, has got something, you know, a, maybe a black mark against them for some some reason, and ho- hopefully you know not a moral black mark against them for any good reason. But yeah, find a goal scorer is essentially the main thing uh, to add to a solidly organised defence. 
again, um, Crystal Palace, the winner, when they got it, Andy Johnson scored so many goals. Them. That's the kind of thing you need. Someone coming up and just scoring for fun. Yeah, but I mean, that, that that's, you know, it's always a fairy tale scenario, though. Because, yeah, you know, you, you want somebody from the academy to, you know. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. But it's, it's always the roulette wheel. You've got to spin the wheel. You've either got to hope someone comes through, which, frankly, how often does that happen? Because you never and and hope almost or or just go for your make some smart site smart budget friendly signings essentially you don't almost have to do the 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 uh the old moneyball analytics thing you know because yes. again nobody seems to understand what moneyball actually is uh <laughs> when they say usually I, I, it seems like the, the 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 football pundits in britain when they say moneyball they just mean they just think it means throwing you know, spending a ton of cash. That's not what it means. It never did. You know? No. There's a film you can watch. There's a book you can read. Um, or, frankly, you can just go to FSG and they will tell you exactly how Moneyball works. Well, but, I mean, so, well, what are the best hopes for Watford and Norwich to, 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 to come up and stay up this coming season? To wrap this up. It it is yeah again it's it's you have to be able to you know you, you're going to play a lot of tight games against the you you may be right off those games against the top level sides anything you get from say you know the sides who finished who are playing Champions League football Europa League football is a bonus so you have to be able to at least compete with the sides um, say from seventh or eighth downwards be able to pick up points so again. The basics of football, you you organise your defence. What you make sure you do not concede goals, um, and you have some way of creating enough chances to score, because you need to you need to create chances. The, the basic of football, you score more goals than the opposition. You know, it's it's it's, it's a, yeah. It, it, there's no secret on that, but it's how there there are a million ways to do it. Obviously, but if if you are a well-run club who has a manager who fits the way you want to play, who has players who fits his hit the system he prefers, I mean that's a you know it, it's like Sheffield United last year are, are probably a paradigm at the minute. They they had a system which clubs gave clubs kittens, and they they could score they you know they scored a lot of, a lot of goals last year. This year the goals dried up. Look what happened absolutely fell off a cliff yeah so obviously you, you yeah if your manager is smart enough to find the wrinkles to tactically to do that that's possibly your best and cheapest hope you know making you know fight finding gold in you know panning for gold essentially is 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 my oversimplistic answer there yeah because i mean obviously you know Getting a rich owner doesn't always mean anything because, as we've as we mentioned earlier in the program, you know, in Germany, RB Leipzig haven't won a goddamn thing. Um, you no. know, Benkies. They're baseline higher than they were, obviously. Yes, they are, but they're they're still nowhere close to what they think that they should be. Uh, Venkies, you yeah. know, bought Blackburn Rovers, and uh, yeah, that didn't quite work out for them. <laughs> yeah. Are they even still the owners? 
Um, I, I believe they still are. They were last year, certainly. I'll have, I'll have to look that up. Or, of course, let's, let's not forget the ultimate shitty owners in English football at the moment, the Oysters at Blackpool. Oh, lordy. Who, yeah, basically treated the club as their own piggy bank. Yeah, r- right. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, even David Moyes came good this year in West Ham. You know, they they, they came good this year. You know, so yeah, I mean, Mo- th- Moyes... there's hope for everybody. I mean, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, there's a manager. Because, he again, there's a manager who he didn't yo-yo de- up and down the divisions, but he yo-yoed up and down in that league uh, for a long time. Without well, he, 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 he certainly was diminishing returns for a very long time. Yes. But, yeah, and... I don't, I don't mind seeing him have a good season. You know, to, for West Ham to be in contention for the Champions League at this late stage of the season. Yeah, well, I've got, that's I, well, I, I still think I, I still think that his year at Man U broke him because you know uh, what a glorious year that was. Well, it was, but I still think he kind of got you know he kind of got hosed, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, he but he got he got hosed by being put in a situation he wasn't suited for. Well, yeah, but I mean, what what are you gonna do? Alex Ferguson himself says, "Yeah, David Moyes is the guy to, to take over." You you think David Moyes is gonna turn that shit down? Hell no, I don't blame him in the slightest. I, I'd have done just the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Because look what payoff. Yeah. <laughs> So, it, 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 is there hope for Norwich and Watford next season? Um, the, th- the thing to do is to look at, can you be better than the clubs finishing, you know, um, 15th, 16th, 17th? You know, are you, are, can you finish ahead of the likes of um, Brighton, ahead of Newcastle and that? And... I think Newcastle, you know, next next season is going to be much more of a normal season than this year because this season is a bit complicated. The fact it's a pandemic, everything's being compressed, so it's a bit of a slog to the end of the season here. Yeah, yeah. On, on a normal season, yeah. If if the if you know Norwich, Watford, and whoever comes up, whether it's you know Brentford, Bournemouth, Swansea, Barnsley, Barnsley might be in trouble if they come up. I think, um, but. We'll come back to that next next year, I think. Um, right. Yeah, you, you need to look at can can you what what are those clubs doing and can you do what they're doing better? And frankly, yeah, you you look at it. I, I think at least one of them could be better than Newcastle. Cause I think Newcastle are heading on and definitely trending downward for me. Um, they don't look as if they you know they, they're going to be losing Joe Willock obviously next year back to Arsenal. Um, are there enough goals in that side? I, I I think they can make. I think Norwich definitely, if they can, you know, if they keep playing their football, keep playing the match and make intelligent signings to suit that system. You know, maybe someone to back up Timo Pukki so he doesn't have to score everything on his own, even thirty five. <laughs> but he'll get to win the you know the Golden Boot next year. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what Again, quite possibly, they can do the solid. They they can be a big. They're going to be a big solid side. But who scores the goals for them? Um, if they can find answers to who scores the goals for them, I think they've all they've all both got a good chance to stay up there. Alrighty then. Well, with that, 
This has been episode 54 of the Busting Balls Podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at BustingBallsPod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You've been listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting-Balls, or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash only. And you can find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. John, any last words? Allison fucking Becca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when next we convene, I think it's going to be our... Um, I think it's going to be our, uh, our, 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 uh, it's either going to be the Euro preview or the, uh, or, or the, the Premier League final grades. Although I'm going to spoil something. There's going to be a lot of F's coming from me, uh, this year. Uh, no, no, absolutely no fucks given here. So (laughs) F for for golf. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, and that, that's where we're 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 uh, that, that's where we're headed. Either that, or it's going to be our preview of Euro. So uh, you know, with that in mind, uh, if we've got the time, say again. We might we could do both. <laughs> Screw the news. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe we can do a brief Euro. Uh, who knows? Well, well, let's see what, what what the schedule pans out to be. So uh, until then, it's uh, it's good night for me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Good night.